Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. Our God is a miraculous God, and God frequently does miracles in order to meet the needs of his people. But realize something very important. In the scriptures, we see the miracles that Yeshua did and others like the apostles they did these miracles for an entirely different purpose and that is for the purpose of revelation meaning this when we read about a miracle in the bible the way that that miracle is told to us gives us revelation it teaches us something now were people's needs met of course they were but the primary purpose was for revelation, meaning this. If God is going to do a miracle in your life, yes, he will do that because he loves you. He will do that because he recognizes some need that you have. But nevertheless, every miracle is a teaching tool, meaning we need to learn biblical truth from the activity of God in our lives and in this world in a general perspective well with that said take out your bible and look with me to the book of luke chapter 9 and we're going to pick up where we left off last week in verse 13. now you'll recall that messiah went out from bethsaida a place of wealth a place of earthly provision he went out into what's called a wilderness or a desolate place and this is a word in the Greek language that is similar to the Hebrew word midbar which is where the children of Israel spent those 40 years and I mentioned last week what was the purpose that God caused the children of Israel to be in that wilderness that desert for 40 years very simply to teach them one biblical truth. And this truth is one that we need to learn as well. And we need to demonstrate it consistently in our life, in every situation that we find ourselves encountering. And what is that lesson? To trust Him, to depend upon Him, to understand that it's only when we lean upon God for his assistance then and only then and this recognition of the fact that we are utterly dependent upon him it is only when we live behave with that understanding that we can expect God to be active in our life and again this was a lesson that came very difficult for the disciples but again let's not be too hard upon them because it's also difficult for us. 
we tend to trust in the things that we see, that we can touch, that we have possession of, rather than relying by faith in the promises of God and in God's provision to us. Well, as I said, we left off last week with Messiah and this large crowd and literally crowds of people that it came to him and here again in that wilderness, in that empty place. And you remember that it was the disciples and they tended not to see things from God's perspective. What about you? Do you see things from God's point of view? It is a requirement. If we're going to serve him, if we're going to do the things that he has commanded us to do, if we're going to be a blessing in other people's life, we need to see things from his perspective. Unfortunately, the disciples did not. They were looking at it from an entirely human perspective based upon what they could discern from their own senses rather than relying upon the revelation of God and what God had taught them when he sent them out in order to act and heal and restore all those uh, things that demons want to, to mess up and all those diseases and sicknesses that the enemy places upon us. Instead of beholding victory, they were, were being defeated by doubt and looking upon the world from a human perspective rather than through the revelation of God. So Messiah here is going to challenge them. And remember, there's these large groups, crowds of people that had come out to him in, and this is what's emphasized, in that wilderness, in that desert place, outside the village called Bethsaida. And remember, the disciples said to Messiah, let's send them away. I mean, the day is coming to an end. The people are hungry, and therefore let them go into the surrounding villages. Let them go and lodge in the fields after buying their supplies, buying those things that they have need of. Send them away. But again, Yeshua, Jesus of Nazareth, he had an entirely different plan. And you know what? Usually, he has an entirely different plan than we have for a problem or how we want to order our life. What did he say? Well, look, if you would, to verse 13. Yeshua says, But he said to them, You give to them to eat. Meaning, you are the ones that are called by me to provide to them food in order that they should eat. Now, understanding what the call was is quite simple. Messiah is saying, you feed them. You give to them for their sustenance. Now, what is their response going to be? We'll just keep reading. Notice that uh, these said to him, we do not have more 
than five loaves and two fish. Now, these five loaves are probably simply five uh, rolls of bread, meaning something that's not a full loaf, but simply five smaller pieces of bread. And they have two fish as well. And here again, we're not talking about large fish, but simply a, a enough fish and some bread in order to make a meal for one person. In fact, if you look at one of the Gospels, this five loaves and these two fishes came from a boy. It was his lunch, something that he was going to eat. And this is all that they had access to. And they thought it was utterly insufficient. But remember something. We talked about this last week. With God, all things are possible. Now, I'm not a prophet, but let me share with you something that is going to be a necessity for you to learn as we approach the last days. And that is just that. You are going to be challenged. You are going to be placed in circumstances if you are alive in the last days where you are going to have to believe that with God, all things are possible. That's what elementary faith is all about, trusting in God, depending upon Him, not just to take care of those simple things, but also to do those great miracles in order that He, through His provision, His power, His perspective, that we can overcome the enemy. And it's only in a spirit of dependence upon Him that you will receive what you need to overcome that enemy. That enemy is stronger than you and me, wiser than you and me. There's more of them than there are of us, but that's okay. Because with God, all things are possible. And what are all things? That victory and that circumstance that we find ourselves in. And that's just not true in the last days. It's also true today. It was true yesterday, and it also be true tomorrow. With God, you can do great things. And what are great things? His will. If you are wise, if you are going to be walking in discernment, you are going to realize that what you're called to do what your life should be founded upon is the purpose of God. Let me say that differently, the will of God. And when you become utterly committed, passionate for the will of God, your life is going to become very, very different. And this is what Messiah is wanting to teach the disciples. So he says, look again at our text. But you give to them something to eat. And what happens? But, and this is in contrast to, they, they didn't want to do that. But they said, there's not to us except five loaves of bread. These are small pieces. And two fish, unless, unless we go. And we buy 
for all this people. Now, notice, they thought the solution was buying. In other words, they felt the solution was on the finances. And this is how a worldly individual, and we're all guilty of this. There's no exceptions. We tend to throw money, if we have it, we tend to throw money at our problems. And this is true whether we're very, very wealthy or whether we're not. We think that if we just have enough money, we can solve almost anything. But, but it's not by accident that the Antichrist, he is going to say, unless you depend upon me, unless you pledge your allegiance to me, unless you submit to my empire, money's not going to do you any good. What's he doing? He's trying to get you to trust in him. Wrong thing to do. Trust in the real Messiah, Jesus of Nazareth. Believe upon him and you'll never be disappointed. Will you find yourself in difficult situations? Yes, you will. And as, as David wrote in the Psalms, God, he will deliver you. Don't you love that? He will deliver you from all these things. We belong to him. If you are in that new covenantal relationship with him, and you can have, and hear this, and you can have assurance. What has God said? God has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And no one can, can pluck you out of my hands or the Father's hands. God the Father, God the Son, they have a hold of you. And God will never leave you or forsake you. That should give you what I'm talking about, and that is assurance. God loves you if you have accepted Messiah. And it's just that way. If you reject the gospel, if you say no to Yeshua, then you are saying no to God's help, God's assistance, God's provisions, God's perspective, everything. But when you humbly say, yes, I'm a sinner, my, my life is separated from God and only through the grace of God, which I receive by faith, through believing in this one, this one who died upon that tree for my sins. But he was not just dead and buried, but he has been raised from the dead, signifying new life and this new life that he has, he wants to impart unto you, unto me, to everyone who will receive that new covenant. And that new covenant is the gospel. Believing that he's not only dead, but that's in the past. He died upon that cross, but he has been raised from the dead. And the glory of the resurrection is life. And what type of life? New life. Eternal life. A life that's related to the kingdom of God. The problem is this. These disciples, they weren't seeing it in this way. So they were looking and saying, if, if you want us to feed them, then we're going to have to go out. This is the only solution. We're going to have to go out and buy enough food for all of these peoples. Verse 14. 
for there were approximately 5,000 men. But he said, notice, but, this is that contrasting uh, 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 conjunction, which shows a difference. They were thinking the solution is money. Buy them food. That's how this is going to be done. Messiah had something different. And remember, 5,000 people. And he's going to have them sit down in a moment in groups of 50. We'll read that, but look again, verse 14. But there was approximately 5,000 men. But in contrast to the disciples' thoughts and solutions, he said to his disciples, Make them to sit down in groups of, and here it is, groups of 50. Now, why 50? 50 is a significant number in the Bible. The first thing that should come into your mind with that number 50 is jubilee. And what is that concept, the Hebrew word yovel, that's translated jubilee? Well, we don't have to guess because the Bible gives us a synonym, a milah near defet in Hebrew. And that word is dwar which is freedom and liberty. And here's the message. It is only when you trust, depend, rely upon God by receiving Him as not just your Savior, but the Lord of your life. It's only when you are submitting to Him as Lord are you going to experience this freedom, this liberty that allows you, and here's the key, allows you, to fulfill the purpose of God for your life and influencing others for them to fulfill God's purpose for their life. In other words, you will be a godly influence upon them. So notice he wanted them to have them sit down in groups of 50. And verse 15 says, and they did thus and all of them were made to sit down. Verse 16. Now, Messiah is going to do something. And for the most part, what Messiah does, he does as an example for you and me. So he takes what's there. Now, I remember I used to live in the northern part of Israel. And the son of the chief rabbi, he was giving a lesson. And, and people were, were, were complaining, really, because this was around Passover time. Obviously, there was a lot of work to, done, to be done, cleaning and such. And, and people were complaining that there wasn't enough of, of the resources to do it. And he said something I thought was very profound, and that is, which means give thanks for what there is. Don't always focus upon what we're lacking, what we don't have, but give thanks for what there is. And this is exactly what Messiah did. Notice the scripture. Look carefully at verse 16. But taking the five loaves, and again, these are small rolls of bread. 
and the two fish. He looked up into the heaven. This is a synonym for for prayer, an idiom for prayer. And he blessed them. And he broke them and gave them to his disciples, literally to the disciples, in order to set before the crowd. So what did Messiah do? Well, they were saying, there's only five pieces of bread and two small fish. And there's how many people that we need to feed? 5,000. Now think of that. I've already said to you that these five pieces of bread and two fish were were sufficient for a, a boy's lunch. This is why they received it. There was a young boy, and this is what he had brought to this occasion. And the disciples, they were asking, what, what food is there? And apparently he, he shared this. He gave of, of what he had. And Messiah took it. He didn't complain. He received what there was. And he gave thanks, looking up into the heavens, meaning he prayed giving thanks to God for what there is. And notice, he began to to break, and he said, take these pieces and distribute it before the crowd. And this is what the disciples are going to do. And notice what it says. Now let's look at our last verse, verse, verse 17. And speaking about this crowd of 5,000 people, people it says they ate and they were satisfied all imagine that all the people who had gathered there these 5,000 men and presumably there were women in addition to that number and perhaps children as well so much longer than just 5,000 men and from these five pieces of bread and two fish, they all ate. And they just didn't eat a little bit, a piece. But the scripture emphasizes, and they were satisfied all. And this is what God's provision does. And would you not agree that this was a supernatural provision? Not based upon the physical, but God was able to take what there was, and turn it into a great amount. Now, learn something. Yes, there was this little amount, but God's not dependent upon the physical. God doesn't need anything. Will he use things? Yes, he will. And do not despise these little things. God took this small lunch for a boy, and he blessed it. He prayed to his heavenly Father, and in the end, More than 5,000 people ate, and they were satisfied. And what's emphatic is all, all of them were satisfied. Learn the principle. With God's provision comes satisfaction, a true satisfaction. Don't seek of it in the things of this world. Don't think that the material are going to satisfy you. The material things, 
they will not bring a true and lasting satisfaction. What's going to happen? That material thing will wear out. It will break. It will be done away with. It is not going to be the source of a satisfaction that will last for eternity. Now, someone would say, well, did their satisfaction from that meal last for eternity? No, but the principle, the principle will position you and teach you how you can have satisfaction for eternity. And let's conclude. Notice how this, this passage ends. It says, and the excess of the fragments. Now, this is simply a word for pieces what was left over so the surplus that which was left over from the fragments that's that the pieces from the fish and the bread notice what it says here there were picked up from the excess of the fragments what was picked up 12 baskets now do you think that's by accident 12 as i said many times is a kingdom number and what we learned here with this miracle of the feeding of the five thousands and by the way i've been told and i agree with it this is the only miracle that yeshua did that's listed in all four gospels i think that says that it has some significant implications for us and what we learn is that god's provision what Messiah is about is bringing satisfaction to, notice that number 12, and 12 relates to a kingdom people. And what does that satisfaction do? When we are satisfied with God's provision, it is the, the foundation for having liberty. Rejoice in the things of God. Be satisfied in what God provides. And that's going to give you that liberty, that freedom, that no matter what circumstance you find yourself encountering, no matter how difficult, how hard, how, how displeasing, how discouraging, God is able to take something little or nothing at all. And God can speak it into being that your provision is going to cause you to overcome and you are going to know that satisfaction. And with that satisfaction comes a liberty. And what is the liberty about? Not being in bondage to the things of this world. Not looking to the material in order to find happiness, to find that which you need, that which is going to supply help or assistance to you. No. What you're going to learn is this. It is God and God alone who is your provider. But you can only expect to have his provision that satisfies and overcomes and gives you freedom is if you enter into this new covenant relationship through that gospel, believing that the God who raised Messiah from the dead, he can give you that same new life a life that is not based upon circumstances or the things of this world, but it's based, and hear this, it's based upon the truth of God. And where do you find the truth of God? Only one place, 
in His Word. Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel.